So someone told me uh, 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 during lockdown, a lockdown story, because we're looking back and looking forward today, and um, it's, it, was, it was quite an interesting story, and it was, uh, uh, you might be well, well be online today, madam, but it's one of our elderly online uh, watchers. She's in her mid-90s. She's the dear mother of a dear member of our church. I won't say who, because I didn't get permission. But she was quite disturbed because she said, uh, sometimes when Chris preaches... And um, the stage was darker than it is now. I have a dark complexion, and I often had a dark top and white trousers. She said, all I could see... She was watching a little screen, fuzzy screen. All I could see, she said, was a pair of trousers walking around on the stage. (laughs) Imagine her horror when the pair of trousers started preaching at her. (laughs) So, lots of things happened during lockdown. Some of them we laugh about. Many of them we've forgotten. And um, today, we're looking back and looking forward. Let me just remind us of some of the things that we be, actually just became part of everyday life. Every day. We had an update, didn't we, from Downing Street. This is what's happening. This is how the disease is spreading. This is the number of people who are dying. Uh, every day we were told, stay apart. Don't be with your loved ones. Don't meet up with people. And shops were closing uh, faster than you, could, than you could say Jack Robinson. So high streets were closing. Some of them haven't reopened even. And our church was changed as well. So uh, that wall became famous, didn't it? In the lounge as the place where we did our services from. Uh, it became normal to see worship from home. I seem to have obliterated Hannah there, so apologies for that a few years today. Uh, but uh, yes, we had worship from home, or indeed sometimes from strange places with Danny. I think uh, that might have been his uh, shed or garage or something. But it all became part of normal life, didn't it? And sometimes uh, we had other, we became used to meetings on Zoom, church meetings on Zoom, prayer meetings on Zoom, house group meetings on Zoom. We just couldn't meet up. And even when we did meet at the bottom there, uh, there was only about 30, room for 30 people in this room. Distanced, screens were up, uh, masks on, no singing allowed. And sometimes things went wrong. I don't know if you can read that. It says, it says something like, you can't hear me. Uh, and, but it was during the service in 2020 where I was doing the service and the phone kept ringing, the prayer phone. I thought, who's ringing the prayer phone? Why is someone ringing the prayer phone? And eventually I picked it up after 20 minutes and someone said, Chris, nobody has heard anything you've said for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> so I, I resorted to... Resorted, yes, it was a, the audience which went like that, <laughs> through the roof. So I resorted to pieces of paper from the uh, photocopier to try and say something. And uh, we, we just got on with it, didn't we? Uh, but things, you know, it did change us, it did interrupt us. And today, um, we're looking a little bit at uh, what we now stand for as a church. And I haven't even come to this last year and war in Ukraine and energy crisis. Um, goodness knows what's happening in the government and so on. So understandably, in all this, we lose our, a sense of direction. It can be just about survival. It often was during COVID, sometimes literally for people, sometimes for us as a church. It was just, just getting through. And, but we want to talk today about church vision. We are through that period. COVID hasn't gone away, but we are through that period. There are other things going on. Nevertheless, we want a direction as a church. Why is it important to have direction? Well, as someone once said, or, or if they didn't, I'll say, if you don't plan to get anywhere, don't be surprised if you get nowhere. Uh, more specifically, I think it's good as a church to have direction, because, sorry, to have a vision, 
Because vision gives us three things. It gives us a direction. Where are we headed as a church? Are we planning to get somewhere? Are we planning, where are we headed as disciples? What is our direction? It encourages unity. Having a common purpose, we can be united in assessing things and giving weight to those things that serve our vision. Giving increased priority to those things that serve our vision. So it encourages unity. And it grows confidence as well. Because we see God in action. And we'll see some of that today. What has God done? When we set out this vision, what did God do then? That gives us confidence and expectancy of what God will do in the future. So for all these great reasons, it's good to have a vision. Five years ago, five years ago, 2017... We went through quite a lengthy process, the leadership and the church, and we came up with a vision, a vision for LBC. It was a, it was a very different world then, but hopefully some of you remember, well, hopefully most of you remember this document that we then issued, prayed through, talked about uh, a number of times. If you don't have our vision from 2017, please email us. It's still available, and we will be reaffirming it. We do reaffirm it. But the question is, where is God leading us now? In the very different world that we couldn't imagine five years ago, where is God leading us now? Well, last Saturday, after times of prayer, reflection on our own, last Saturday, our leaders met together in, uh, in Highley, in a Christian retreat center. And we spent the day mainly seeking where God is leading us. Prior to that, we'd spent time in prayer. We had two different speakers speak to us. We had Hugh Osgood a few weeks ago and Jonathan Boyers at our away day, both talking about the direction of LBC as a church. Where are we headed as a church? And we did come away from that day with an answer, but it wasn't the answer that we expected. It certainly was not the answer that I expected, but we did come away with an answer, a very definite answer. I don't think anybody expected it. And I would say when a group of leaders who've been in prayer, a group of church leaders have been in prayer, meet together to discern God's will, and we all come away with something that none of us came with, but we all agree on, that is God speaking to us. None of us went into there with what we came out of, with what we came out with. Well, what was that? What, was, what did we come out with? Well, this morning, just in 15 to 20 minutes, I'm going to take you on the same journey that we went through. So just the highlights. Uh, what, did we, what did we talk about? What did we, uh, what did we um, pray, pray through ourselves? Well, let me talk about um, that vision document um, from 2017. There are three areas in that document that we talked about, three areas in our vision as a church that we talked about. We talked about recreating community, reaching neighbors, and growing disciples. Okay, community, neighbors, or evangelism, and discipleship, our discipleship. And we had a number of verses that were given to us, some, some of them multiple times. Uh, almost all to do with flowing water. So Isaiah says, see, I'm going to do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? See how, is it? See how it rises up. I will make ways in the desert and streams in the wasteland, Isaiah 43, 19. And Ezekiel 37, a long passage about water bringing life, ending with the verse, 
Where the river flows, everything will live. Where the river flows, everything will live. And Jesus in John stands up and says at at a festival, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. Streams of living water will flow. And Luke 5 was given to us as well, where Jesus meets Peter on, on, on the boat and says, push out into deeper water if you haven't caught anything. And don't just mess around in the shallows. Go deep. Go deep. All to do with water, mostly. That's the reason why there is a river flowing down this room today in our church. That's the reason. So we came away from the, in 2017, 2018 with visionary goals, places that we felt God was leading us as a community, um, as disciples, and in terms of reaching neighbors. Well, what happened next? And this is really brief, potted history. What happened next after 2017, 2018? Well, on community, we talked about making this building a place of hospitality, a place with quiet places, a welcoming place where people could meet and be comfortable, where conversations could flow, a place to be. We've done much of that. Much of that has been realized, and we see the benefit of that today. There's still work to do in terms of signage, in terms of the right literature in church. There is still work to do, but we've seen a lot of that fulfilled. In terms of not just in this church, but we reached out into the communities of Lim, didn't we? So during the pandemic... Uh, We had a a lot of work going on, particularly as a food bank or as a place to serve other food banks. And even today, we see work reaching out into our community. There is a community of Ukrainians who met here yesterday morning. Every Saturday, they spend the day here. So we're seeing God doing that, recreating community. There's still work to do. The second area, reaching neighbors. We started work, organic work, by that I mean naturally growing work in Hiley and Thelwall, and we still see the shoots of that growing. Um, As someone pointed out, um, we didn't plant a physical church because that was part of our vision. Should we be talking about church planting? Maybe we still should, but we did plant an online church. Is that what God meant? And if so, what do we do with that? That was something that, something that, that, that has happened. Uh, but there is still work to do here. I think in reaching neighbors, there is a lot of work to do. I think to some extent we've dropped the ball and we've kind of um, sat back to some extent and said, okay, there's something happening in Thelwall, something happening in High Lee, and that's good. But something needs to be happening here with us, in our lives, with our neighbors, on our streets, in our workplaces. And I think we may have dropped the ball there. I was at an evangelism conference two weeks ago, and the first question they asked us said, turn to a little group around you and discuss your next evangelism project as a church. I thought, gulp, that's quite easy. So we may have dropped a ball there, and we will come back to this. We will come back to this. It's not about other people reaching neighbors. It's about all of us, without feeling threatened or afraid of it. And then in the third area, growing disciples. We wanted, as we said five years ago we want to encourage authentic discipleship not just Sunday attendance authentic discipleship not just Sunday attendance and we had the tour we had a bible reading program that lasted a year together again just like the other areas a great deal still to do we need to and we'll talk about this later we need to be thinking about how do we equip people here for discipleship 
in, in, in new ways? How do we encourage people here to have conversations about God in new ways? And then, uh, that was 2018, 2019. Then the start of 2020, the plans fell off a cliff, didn't they? I, I remember with Jonathan, we did a service in January 2020, all about the vision for 2020 and what was going to happen. And it all fell off a cliff on March the 15th or something. That's, that's, that's life and that's the world. And new things have happened through that. The food bank, the online church. So, so good things have still happened. So some of, many parts of our vision have been fulfilled. Some of them have been fulfilled in ways we didn't expect at all. Completely unexpected. And many areas still remain to be fulfilled. And we have not yet seen uh, the physical church, the, the church plan. We have not. We've talked about encouraging discipleship and not just Sunday attendance, but Sunday attendance is down from pre-pandemic. So there are still areas for us to consider and think about and work towards. So that's my potted history of the past up till now. What about now uh, looking forwards? Uh, so we spend the day uh, 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 together. Uh, Mike Nightingale very helpfully facilitated the morning for us. That was really helpful. And then we started asking questions. Uh, like, for example, uh, what, where has God blessed us in the past year? Where has God blessed us in the past year? That's a great question, isn't it? Because we can see great blessings. What, are, what opportunities do we see as a church? What are the immediate opportunities we see as a church moving forwards? What issues do people here face? We ask these questions. And do people feel equipped to share the good news or not? Sorry, stay on that. But, and here is where we definitely felt God leading us, but we felt overwhelmingly a sense of those are great questions that we need to get to, but not right now. We need to put them to one side because there's something more important that we need to do as church. Something more fundamental, something more foundational. And we felt so there was something about being a family of believers here in Lim that believe, as a family of believers, we are not really connected in the way that we should be. Many people feel disconnected, are physically disconnected. Some folks at home can't come to church. Other folks feel disconnected, they can come, but don't feel the need to come, or have lost the habit of coming. And we don't do a great deal together. We don't know each other that well. So this is the first area we felt God calling us to, that actually... We're not really church family as we could be and as he wants us to be. And then the second area, and I'll talk about both of them again. The second area is there seems also to be a loss of confidence in the gospel. A loss of confidence in God even in, for some people. Maybe to all, for all of us to some extent, but for some people profoundly. And not just one age group, but a number of age groups. There's a, a lot of confidence. So disconnected from each other and to some extent disconnected from God are areas that we felt God was drawing us to that day, that I want you to look at these areas. So we want to pause as a church and spend time in these two areas before we seriously look at all these questions, um, what do you imagine church could do next, etc. So I don't want to stay on those. So... 
I was looking at the verses. We all looked at the verses uh, as a leadership team that were given to us in 2017. And you know, there's one verse in that vision that we've never talked about. There's one verse that's in that, it's in that document, if you've got it, or if you're, I can send it to you, that I don't think we've talked, I don't remember anybody ever talking about it. Certainly we haven't preached on it. And it's a really odd verse because it, nothing seems to be happening. Compared to the other verses, they're all about flowing water, God doing a new thing, push out into deeper water, get ready for streams of living water, which are wonderful, and God has blessed us in, that, in those ways, and will do again. But there's one verse where, and I've looked at it a number of times and thought, honestly, what's it doing there? Because it doesn't seem to be saying very much. And here's that verse. I'll read it to you. It's Acts 9, verse 31, and it simply says, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Look at that verse, and and it wouldn't catch your eye, would it? But it's in the vision, it's in that document. It was always in our vision. We've just not really felt the need for it to talk about it until now. The, The church didn't seem to be doing a great deal, but they were being church. They were being church, so they were doing a great deal in that sense. And they were strengthened, and it grew anyway. So here's the question. Should we be embracing this time now as a time of peace of reconnection, of strengthening, strengthening our relationships with each other, strengthening our relationship with God before we then look at the next set of questions. We think so. And remember this, uh, you may not know, but Acts 9, in Acts 8, there's turmoil. There's the stoning of Stephen. Paul is going round, breathing threats and murder and dragging people into the temples and putting them in prison if they're Christians. There was persecution going on. And yet in the midst of it, we find this little verse tucked away, almost hidden. Three things, if you look at the end of that passage, uh, that, uh, just, just, just a verse actually, contributed to the church's sense of well-being, of peace, and contributed to their strengthening. It was reverence to God, living fear of the Lord, encouragement of the Holy Spirit, and God grew the church. God agree the church. So this is not a call to do nothing. This is a call to do something, but to look internally before we look outwardly. To look at our relationships with each other and our relationship with God. So let me recap, because I've said a lot in a few minutes. Okay. First of all, as a leadership team, we reaffirm the vision of 2017. We do believe that God is going to pour out, is pouring out living waters, causing streams of living waters, that he's going to do more new things. We do believe that we are called to recreate community, reach neighbors, and grow as disciples. So we reaffirm that vision. We do believe, secondly, that God is leading us to new places. But thirdly, before that happens, we believe that the word right now, the word to this church right now, is to reassert our relationships with each other and with God. First of all, to learn to be church again. So it's that recreating community right here. Recreating community right here. And second of all, 
to encourage people to, to rediscover the confidence and joy in the gospel. We would still want to, as it says out there, build community and explore faith in Christ. Building community, exploring faith in Christ. But right now, the community we need to rebuild is our own. This community of on-site and online believers. And to explore faith together ourselves, to rediscover the joy, what it means to have saving faith in Christ. Doesn't mean we're going to stop doing the things we're doing out there, but we're probably not going to start anything major new for this period of time, for these months. So, just um, then, you know, what actually we're going to do then? Well, we didn't have a lot of time to spend on this, and really, we're looking to you to first of all give us your views on this. Do you agree? Do you feel that is where God is calling us now as a church? to pray through this, and to give us your suggestions. What can we do to build community here amongst ourselves, on-site and online? What can we do to build faith amongst ourselves? But a couple of things we came up with. We don't spend a lot of time together, really. A couple of things this year, but not a lot. So we want to spend, have occasions when we can have a meal together, get together and, and do something together. There's going to be a meal in the middle of November. I think it's the 15th or 16th of November. 16th of November. A meal which will have different start times. If you need to bring children, you can start having tea at 5 o'clock. If you're coming from work, you can come and have tea at 7 o'clock. Just think an encouragement to join together. We're going to prioritize from next Sunday. We're going to, be start, we're going to talk about our house groups a lot more. Our home groups. So little fellowship groups that meet around the area. And we're really going to prioritize these over at least three Sundays and ask you, if you're not in a group, to join a group. And we'll, we'll, give, we'll tell you why as we go into that. I won't do it today. We will have an online group as well. If, the, if online folks want to join a new group, an online home group, we will do that. And then if I could say, if you can come to church, come to church every week. I know we can watch it at home, but it's not the same. If you need to watch it at home, that's one thing. Some people need to. But if you can come here, come here. It's different. You will, we will get to know you. You will get to know us in a way that is difficult or even impossible online. And we will be looking at our teaching and discipleship, and, and we will be doing some kind of spiritual health checks that we can use as individuals to assess our own discipleship. Where, where is my faith right now? Where is your faith right now? How is your one-to-one with God doing right now? And how can we help you improve that? We will be going into these areas. Here's something that just occurred to me as well. Who remembers this? Inside LBC. It was a newspaper. There was only ever two editions. So it's probably worth something now. So we have two editions of this newspaper that we issued during lockdown. But it was just a way that as a staff team we felt... Let's just, because we can't meet, let's share stories of what people are doing, of new births, of big wedding anniversaries, of here's what's happening in my life, here's a job that some, someone started, here's a new ministry that someone started. But, but that doesn't only need to happen during lockdown. Maybe we could carry on doing that two or three times a year or a couple of times a year. But we would need, from the church, a roving reporter or two and an editor we need that to make that happen. And we need your ideas, please. Your ideas, your ideas, please, on all these matters. So, 
again, reconnecting with each other and then reconnecting with God. Let me just say a couple of words of that, reconnecting with God. Before we embark on potentially new projects, we want to seek the refreshment of the Holy Spirit for our church as believers, as individuals, to ensure we are all refreshed. We absolutely do believe that those verses given to us, and there's just two of them, little clips of them, are about us as well. That when, that when Ezekiel said, where the river flows, everything will live, that's in this church as well. Certainly out of this church, but even in this church. Everything we want to be alive, we want to be alive in this church. Um, and when Jesus said, as I've already mentioned, streams of living water will flow from within them, that's us. We need to see that refreshing and feel that refreshing, again, as individual believers and as the church. So, just to end then, my part, and we're going to have a conversation after this with two or three leaders about their reflections from the day. But just to end my part then, we want to help people. We want to rediscover our confidence and join the gospel and rediscover church as family. Rediscover our confidence and join the gospel and rediscover church as family. That, we believe, is our vision for the next months. And as one of our leaders said, I think it was Esther, if we are confident in the gospel and united with one another, that is the basis for the next period of life and growth at LBC. If we are confident in the gospel and united with one another, that is the basis for the next period of life and growth at LBC. Let me just pray then. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood up and in a loud voice, he said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me. As the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. So Lord, we are thirsty. We're thirsty to do your will. We're thirsty to know your will. We're thirsty to know you better. And we want to know each other better, Lord. And to come together as family. And to come to you, Lord, again, in confidence and joy. So we pray, Lord, for those streams of living water within us, within this church, within our lives as believers, within our quiet times. Lord, show us what to do and how this vision that you've given us for this next phase, how we are to realize this. We trust you and we ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.